Listener beware. The following is a cautionary tale of two friends venturing into a world of magic and monsters, haunted houses, weeping cryptids, fairy food trucks, and other absurdities. This is Spokelore. That's not haunting. That's legit possession. That's another being inside your being and like not in a sexy way, in a very non-consensual personality theft way. Honey, you're the most boundary person I know. Tell this ghost that this is not okay. Like, what did you write? You said it was angry in olden times, but what does that mean exactly? Angry about what? Oh, crap. Okay, I, I am on my way, I promise. But, uh, I seem to have run into a slight delay. I didn't get your message until today, and yesterday I was driving along Route 80, but the truck needed a rest, so we pulled off in Clarion. And then, um, somehow we ended up on Route 666? (laughs) No joke, that's what it was called. Obviously, I was keeping an eye out for, like, demons or something. And then, just as we arrived at Hemlock Island, which was not, by the way, an island of any sort, this being inland, the truck got tired again. So... I got out to take a look around. It was so pretty. All these gorgeous old growth hemlock trees and carpets of moss and ferns. And so I, like I gathered some hemlock, but I swear this is not, I repeat, not the same hemlock that killed Socrates. That was an herb. This is just bark. Like the inside layer of bark, the softer stuff that grows underneath the rougher outer bark. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it exactly. I sure do have a lot of it now. Anyway, that's not the story. The story is, I seem to have picked up a companion, I guess. I'm out there in the woods, cutting away at the hemlock bark. (laughs) Side note, the knives left in the food truck remain nice and sharp, very handy. When I heard what sounded like someone crying, and not just any crying, but the most desperately tragic, heartbroken sounds I've ever heard, like Heathcliff howling for Kathy level crying. I'll be honest, (laughs) part of me wanted to run away. (laughs) That kind of sadness can be infectious, you know, but we are not our first impulses. So I followed the sound and eventually I found this creature. I don't know what it is exactly. It's, uh, it's it's really ugly. Its skin hangs off of it in folds, but not like it's malnourished, more just like it has way too much skin for its body. It's also got all these warts, which are pretty disgusting. Oh, oh, I didn't mean it. Oh, oh, no, 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 I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, that was mean. Okay, yeah, come here, come have a snuggle. It's okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be doing any more describing, but hopefully you get the idea. So this creature was crying, and as I got closer, it started crying even more, so much that it seemed almost like the tears were coming out of its skin, like it was literally dissolving with its sadness. Puddles of weeping. Honestly, there has never been a more tragical creature. So what was I supposed to do? I, I gathered it up, and I snuggled it, and I carried it back to the truck, and well, uh... <laughs> I guess I have a passenger now. The truck tells me it's a squonk, which is absolutely the most accurate name that has ever existed. Squonk looks and sounds exactly like a squonk. So squonk is cheering up slowly, though any little thing will set them off again. Here, listen, they're at it again. Okay. 
On the bright side, all that weeping is pretty handy when it comes to mopping raccoon poop out of the truck. I've managed to uncover a range, a convection oven, pretty great workspace, and a small refrigerator. And they all seem to be in pretty good condition, considering. I do think someone gave birth in the convection oven, but I've got that pretty well cleared out now, and Squonk has made a little nest in the passenger seat. We're all very cozy. I think I want to make a soup. Yeah. I think I'll simmer that bark for a while as a stock, and then maybe... Ah! That could be good. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Focus, Nikki. Squonk, Truck, and I are on our way, so just hold tight. Stay out of any rooms that don't feel safe, and let your ghosts know in no uncertain terms that your writing is yours. This is not negotiable. I don't care what wrong she suffered or what unfinished business she has. If she doesn't respect your boundaries, I'll kill her dead. Err. squonk. I love them already. You know, as someone who has rescued orphaned bunnies and blue jays, I completely understand the impulse to take plaintive creatures under your wing. Although, I do feel the need to point out that the animals I've taken in were fairly mundane, whereas, according to Google, you seem to have stumbled upon a mythical creature in these wayward wanderings of yours. So look, I think we can both acknowledge that these spontaneous treks into the wilderness have a pretty mystic-sounding vibe to them, and I'm here for it. I am. Uh, but I do just want to make it explicit that you are clearly on a magical quest, which again, I might ordinarily have some dubious questions about, but under the circumstances, who am I to question this new forage and feast hobby of yours when I'm living with an angry Victorian ghost who clearly has a bone to pick with me? Hopefully not. A literal bone. Ugh, God. Anyway, thank you for your feedback. Bree, the whole possession situation. Uh, I am now realizing that the beach below the house, Possession Cove, if you recall, is aptly named. In fact, something about the weird looks I've been getting in town tells me that the locals might know a bit more about this house than they're letting on. When I told the lady who was checking me out at the grocery store that I bought this house, she got very tight-lipped and distant, even though she'd been perfectly friendly before that. And then the same thing happened at the coffee shop when I came in just a few minutes ago. But then, I don't know, the proprietor here is an old sea captain named Steve, who apparently only talks to other sea captains with single-syllable names, so I'm hoping that was just misogyny, you know. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, anyway, I will say that your last message has fortified me. I sort of forgot that boundaries happen to be my area of expertise. You know the power of my withering glare, and you're right. While I do feel like I'm sort of the interloper in the house, my brain and my writing is mine, and I 100% did not consent to being the vessel for a disembodied spirit's anger. It's not like I'm saying that we need to jump straight to exorcism or anything. Like, we can work this out and learn how to respect the boundaries we set. I am fully willing to live with the ghost. Maybe we could just divvy up the house so she gets half and I get half, you know? Like, I'm open to negotiating this with her, is all I'm saying. Anyway, uh, I've decided that I'm going to try to talk to her tonight. Um, do you remember that workshop I did where I learned how to do that authentic relating exercise called circling? I think I'm gonna do, like, a circling seance. Um, my reasoning being that you first have to establish a container of agreements and a timing structure in which to communicate, 
which makes it easier for people to, you know, opt into. So if she's amenable to it, I'm going to try to circle her to get more of her world and to try to understand where she's coming from with all her weird antics. So I'll report back to let you know how it went. Uh, by the way, I've been thinking about it and I think Truck needs a name. Uh, not that you should just randomly assign it one, but you might want to ask it what it would prefer to be called. Dang, Possession Cove. There's just so much to unpack there, like the sexuality of the ocean, plus, you know, coves and caverns, and then possession as an act, plus possession as objectification slash ownership. You've got fodder, sister. I mean, you will once you stop getting possessed and are able to write again. So, a circling seance. I mean, sure, why not? I'm not sure how much respect an olden times angry ghost lady will have for the concept of authentic relating, but yeah, you get that container of agreements. Just, you know, one question. How will you establish whether or not she's amenable? Like, what counts as a green light from a ghost? A floating docking stick? Truck does need a name. I'll ask him. He certainly is very good at making his opinions known. Which, uh, speaking of, I seem to have taken a left turn... I'm a little bit more west than I was in that I'm in West Virginia. Honestly, I don't even know what happened. I was just driving along, pointed very clearly for Seattle, and then it felt like the truck became this immovable force. Very polite, but also really quite unwilling to do what I was asking it to. Very, I would prefer not to energy. Maybe his name is Bartleby. I'll see how he feels about that. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm trying to get to you, I swear, but like you said, quest. I'm on some sort of magic quest something or other, and I don't seem to be fully in control of it. But you sound better. Maybe just a little more sanguine about your haunting situation? Maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part. Squonk says hi. Yeah, I know. You're a Disney princess rescuing bunnies and adoring birds, whereas I've got a warty mythical creature who makes the word moist seem downright parched. But... I've got hemlock bark soup simmering on the stove. Don't worry, I'm a very safe driver. There's zero chance of it spilling. And I'm just about to pull up to, where am I? Parkersburg for a quick rest up and then I'll be back on the road heading straight to you, I promise. I mean, unless Bartleby would prefer not to. just missed you. Ugh, you left that message like five minutes before I got back into cell service. When will our fates align? Damn it. I know you can't see me, but I'm entreating the gods with outstretched fingers and just got another weird look. God, people in this coffee shop are very judgy. Uh, so circling sands last night was a bust. As you predicted, Lady Ghost was not amenable to my efforts whatsoever, but she spent the majority of the night messing with me. She's uh, doing this thing now where every time I go upstairs, it seems like there's an extra step on the landing that's missing. And then my stomach sort of lurches when I step down. Yeah, good times. Um, there are also patches of cold that I have to walk through to get to the kitchen, 
which is extremely disconcerting, particularly if you're wearing a towel and still have wet hair from the shower because then icicles form on the tips of your hair. Um, and there's the ship. I keep seeing out of the corner of my eye on the water, like this old 19th century schooner. But when I turn to get a better look, it's gone. Oh, and my old knee injury is hurting again. So much so that I feel like I'm about 80 years old. Uh, yeah, I will say that exchanging Yeti Boy for Ghost Girl is not feeling like much of an upgrade at the moment. So today, I've gone into proactive investigative mode. I went into town wearing my brightest smile in the hopes of charming someone into telling me what they know about the house. Four out of five people that I talked to were extremely tight-lipped, but there was a slightly tipsy fisherman on the dock who mentioned that the island used to have a pretty thriving seafood economy which collapsed like 80 years ago. When I asked about the house, he said that his grandfather would talk about it sometimes and mentioned something about an old sea captain living here who disappeared mysteriously. Apparently it's been in the same family all those years, but they hadn't been able to sell it, even though the house has been on the market since, like, the Reagan administration. All of this is news to me. Uh, I wonder what happened to the sea captain. Uh, I also decided to go scavenging through the house and around the cove to see if I could dig up any other information that might help me. Speaking of which, did you know that haunted clam sand is a thing? Because I just found out that it is. When I went to walk the shoreline around dawn this morning, I swear to God, the sand started sinking beneath my feet. It was like quicksand slowly swallowing me up. And I just had this very resigned thought that was like, well, this is the end. I guess this is how I go. And then I realized that the sand was just full of clams that were sort of squirting away from where I was walking. And that's why I was sinking. So now I'm adding malevolent clams to my list of problems. That said, I did decide fairly quickly that my dignity wouldn't allow death by clams, so I got myself out of there. But that's not the weird thing. <laughs> the weird thing is that when I got back to the rocky part of the shore, it seemed like I had walked a lot farther than I thought I had. I was like a mile farther from the house than I should have been. And when I made my way up to the rocky part of the beach to avoid further clam-related injury, I spotted something in the bluff. It was a door. It was really hard to see at first because it was so grown over with vines and seagrass and lichen, but when I went closer and put my hands on it, I had this really weird feeling like I was supposed to go inside. So I pushed, but it wouldn't budge. And then I found a keyhole, but there was no key and no doorknob. I turned over every rock near it in the hopes that I might just magically find a key under one. I probably turned over a hundred rocks, but there was nothing. So I went back to the house to keep looking for the key and made my second important discovery. In the kitchen, tucked between two bricks in the hearth, I found a little folded up piece of paper. It had a recipe written on it for, I kid you not, clam pie. Who's ever heard of such a thing? And in a tiny script on the backside was a name, Linnea F. Nikki, I'm pretty sure that Linnea is my ghost. It just felt like her. And in a way, I feel like this might be the beginning of some important progress. You know, she she let me learn her name. That feels huge. So I think before I can make another seance attempt, 
I need to try to learn more about her. My sense is that she needs to know that I'm genuinely curious about who she is and what she's wanting. So as freaked out as I still am, I think I need to go back and try to read what came out in my writing the other day. I'll try to record it on my phone in case I do get possessed again and lose all sense of time or space or something. So wish me luck. Um, and I hope your West Virginia side quest doesn't delay you too, too much, but Bartleby's gonna Bartleby. I think we all understand that. Hi to Squonk. Talk soon. perceptions give me panic attacks so when i am out i'm out behind trees i'll hide in the forest where i can be free maybe to you it sounds a little strange but maybe i can be a supermodel skinny kind of pretty girl maybe i wanna be a cryptid maybe i don't wanna exist in this world Everyone's comments shine in the scars And everyone lies and says Be who you are What if I wanna be a cryptid Maybe my ideal body is Bigfoot Spokelore is written, produced, and performed By Annie Wilde and Nikki Vandikar Our closing credit song is Cryptid Mothman by Ratwife Further misadventures can be found on patreon.spokelore.com and on Instagram at spokelorepodcast. Any resemblance to persons or cryptids, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Lately I've been put in the crying cryptid, wishing I could melt into swamps. Beady red eyes can't see beauty standards, and stealing someone's skin would hide all my flaws. Maybe I can't be a supermodel skinny kind of pretty girl. Maybe I wanna be a cryptid, maybe I don't wanna exist in this world. When everyone's comments turn in scars, when everyone lies and says, be who you are, what if I wanna be a cryptid? Maybe my ideal body is more. Yeah.